0: Hello and welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word
1: from Pastor Scott Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com.
0: Give a big hand clap to those that are watching us on podcast and vidcast. We are so glad, Comcast, whatever cast you're on. And don't forget about our daily Bible show that we have. It's on YouTube. We're the number one daily Bible study on YouTube. Come on, somebody in this house. That's exciting. called Wake Up. You type in daily Bible study, we come up number one through a gajillion out there. And uh, what a lineup of guest speakers God put in while I was gone. I mean, you had Dennis Burke, you had Dr. C. Thomas Anderson in the house. Come on, did you enjoy Dr. Dave Martin last week? And I heard Dr. Dave had a couple short jokes, my good friend for over a decade. (laughs) And that's what we do, we have fun with you. We we teach oftentimes at the same uh, conferences and those things. And so this one's for Dr. Dave here. Dr. Dave and me, we went up to heaven. And uh, when we got up there, there was was ducks everywhere. We're like, this is weird, there's so many ducks. Trying to wade through the ducks. And just then St. Peter comes rushing over and he said, be careful, be careful. He said, enjoy all of heaven. Just know that God really loves his ducks. And it's very important that you never step on a duck. If you step on a duck, bad things happen. And so just be careful up here. Enjoy all the amenities and everything, but don't step on a duck. I did really good for a couple of weeks, but on that second week, I hopped out of bed. And sure enough, I landed right on a duck. And immediately, boom, I was handcuffed to the ugliest woman I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I mean, think of ugly and then multiply by 10. And so uh, I'm like, what in the world? Right? And so now I'm I'm going through the streets and I got her handcuffed to me as I'm going around and I'm looking and I see off in the distance Dr. Dave and he's also handcuffed to a woman and so I'm dragged all the way over there and talk about it a little bit and as I get closer and closer I notice Dave's handcuffed to a beautiful woman. She's stunning. She's just absolutely beautiful. I didn't get close enough and now I'm greatly annoyed. I'm like, what in the world, Dave? I don't understand, right? I, I step on a duck and I, I get handcuffed and here you are handcuffed to that. How in the world did that happen? And the beautiful woman said, oh, I stepped on a duck.
1: <laughs>
0: Come on, somebody. So on, on social media, just simply go quack on anything at Dave Martin's until he goes, from Scott Anderson, he says quack, quack, amen? I'm so excited to be back home today. Open up your Bibles uh, as we're gonna start off in Philippians 1.28. I got this idea a couple months ago uh, of a new series, and I believe it, I think it's the best series that God has given me, called In the Bag. And you think about the phrase that we've used for my whole lifetime, I've used it many times. You know, you go for a job interview, and people are like, so how to go? You're like, oh yeah, it's in the bag, right? We use it all the time, the game's in the bag. It's a phrase that we use, and it was originated back in the early 1900s by the Giants, the New York Giants. And I guess what they would do is, is when they were winning the game, they would put all the sports equipment in a bag, and everybody in the stadium would realize as soon as they saw that, that the game was won. The game basically was in the bag. Here's the definition of in the bag when you are certain that you're going to succeed in doing something and very laid back or relaxed about it. Isn't that how we as Christians should be? How many people know that life is in the bag for you and I? As soon as we get saved, we win in the end. Now, we may have some hiccups and we may have some bumps and some things that happen, but in the end, you and I, we win. But what happens oftentimes to a sport team when they have it in the bag and they start to operate out of fear that they're going to lose, they begin to make some bad choices, they begin to make some bad decisions. They stop playing the game the way that they were playing it, that they were winning in, and they begin to do some things. And I think for you and I, the same thing can happen. That in life, when we forget that life's in the bag, that we begin to operate out of fear, and we begin to operate out of insecurities, and we begin to make bad decisions and choices, forgetting that in the end, we win. Watch the scripture in Philippians here. Philippians uh, one twenty-eight. Paul says, Stand united, singular, in a vision, contending for people's trust in the message, the good news, not flinching, somebody say flinching, flinching. or dodging in the slightest, Before the opposition. Your courage and unity will show them what they are up against. Defeat for them and victory. Somebody say victory. Victory Victory for me. And both because of God. So it's not me, but it is Christ that is within me. And then when problems and the enemy tries to go rah in our life, we don't flinch because we're like God's got this. It's not a big deal. Isn't this what Paul was like? Paul's like, I don't flinch over stuff. Paul when he wrote this. Right? He's like, anytime the devil tries to do something in my life, it just simply gives me more ammunition to stomp on his head. Yeah, you want to go ahead and get me in prison? Gives me an opportunity to write some books that'll end up in the Bible and still touching lives thousands of years from now. Come on, somebody out there. You want to shipwreck me? I'll get a whole village saved. Whatever you want to come against me. And for you and I, when we realize it's in the bag, we begin to go and operate at a Paul level or even a David level. David's got armies all around him. He's got thousands that are trying to kill him. And what does he say? My enemy's on my left and my enemy's on my right. But if God is for me, it does not matter who is against me. This battle is in the bag. I already know what I have. I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to experience. And David had it a whole lot harder than you and I, hundreds of times harder than our life. He didn't have Amazon Prime back then. Come on, somebody out there. It makes life at least 10 times harder. Yet his attitude was an attitude of, it's in the bag. Well, pastor, I got laid off. Well, let the enemy know I don't flinch in that because now God's going to bring a better job and a better opportunity in my life. I don't flinch. Because it's in the bag. Well, yeah, they, they just took off and left me. Okay. Well, guess what? That should just remind you that God's got somebody who will chase you to the ends of the earth, somebody that'll love you for a lifetime, somebody that will not leave. This is what God's got for you. So, enemy, what you thought was going to break me is just energizing me and getting me for what God has for me. Come on, somebody in this house. Where's my loud congregation today? <laughs> so I... I always pray for stories, and I know that it, it makes my life a little more complicated, but I, I do pray for stories to bring to you and I. And We're getting toward the end of the vacation, and on Friday, I got my story. And so it was just a couple of days ago, it was on Friday, and, I, and where we stay out on the Cape, we're, we're in the forest, basically. We're out in the woods, and uh, so I was walking out to the car, and uh, I was doing some texting, and all of a sudden, I got from like here to there, and I looked up, and there was a, a fox right there that close. And I can be honest with you, I think we both were very surprised. Neither one of us expected this, right? The fox is kind of like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know, what are you doing? I don't, uh, the fox is like, not a heads up? I'm like, no, no heads up, I don't know. Wonder what's going on here? And so I did what most of us would do when a wild creature's in front of us, right? I'm like, well, I gotta get a picture of this, right? Isn't that what we do in this generation now? Right? Disneyland, a fight breaks out. We don't go for help. We don't call anybody. Well, we just go, oh, yeah, this is going to grow. I'm going to get a ton of likes. Hit her! No, i just <laughs> I'm just saying. So a fox, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. Right? And so I got my phone out, and I, I snapped a, a quick picture. Here's the, here's, here's the picture of, of my fox. You see him? Oh, wait, they didn't put it out. Oh, did, Oh, you can't see it on that one that good, can you? No. Aaron on the next service or on that one. We need to put it on the, the ones that we can see it on. Anyway, there's a, he's a little fox, right? He's just sitting right there. And, and uh, I was like, cool. So I took, I took a snapshot of this little, little Pomeranian little fox. I'm like, snapshot, right? Now, when I saw the fox, I replayed in my mind what, all the information I have about foxes. And National Geographic came up. You know, foxes are timid. Foxes are not aggressive toward humans. They're actually scared of humans. They run off. And so this is what played forth in my mind. And so I'm all snapshot, right? And so, but while I took the picture, I noticed the fox was like doing this to me. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Right? It looked like he was hunting me. He was, he was stalking me. And I don't know, and I'm like, what is, I don't know what's going through your mind. You're the size of a big rat. This is not a complicated problem for me here. And I wonder if the fox was like, you know what? We've been thinking about taking on a man for some time, and we thought maybe we'll start out small and work our way up. (laughs) But I think I can tell you, I think I can get this one. (laughs) So I'm like, are you kidding me? So I went, rah, like this, right? I'm going to scare the timid fox. And the moment I went, rah, the fox went, rah, and he came right at me. (laughs) I did what any masculine, strong man would do in that moment. I screamed like a five-year-old girl, and I took off running. I did. I just took off running. And that fox came after me, and, I, oh, and so I had to get. The closest thing was the car that I was going to, but in my mind, I knew it was locked. And I remember thinking at that moment about all the horror movies I ever watched, and somebody gets to the car, and they're trying to fumble it with the keys, and I always wondered, how would I handle this situation? I'm here to tell you all, I handled it epically. It was unbelievable. In mid-stride, I had the keys out, unlocked the door. I was in the door, <laughs> sitting down. The fox is outside the door. My heart is just pounding and pounding i pounding, I'm like, oh my gosh, I almost got eaten. And you know, foxes, and now my mind is playing, I'm like, foxes are smart, they're crafty. I mean, they're, reading Aesop fable, they always win. And now I got a fox who wants some Scotty meat, and so now he's going to chase me for the rest of my life, probably, wherever I go. He might be here today, I don't know. Maybe he's wearing an usher's outfit, maybe he's greeting. I look around, I don't know where he's at, but I know he's trying to get me. I don't know if you'll be able to see it, a couple hours later we saw... I got back in the house and stuff. See if they throw that picture up. No, not that one, the other one. There it is. Do you see there's a trail of munchkin donuts leading out to the forest? And I'm wondering if he led that for me. (laughs) Trying to trap the Scotty out in the forest. You know, uh, so I wasn't planning on this. I just got this text this morning. They'll throw that one up there at 7, I think I got it at like seven uh, thirty-nine this morning. The owner of the house, I told him the whole fox story, and then at the end he goes, hey, I found your fox dead on the side of the road last night. And uh, I'm like, see, it's in the bag. In the end, fox, you die, I win. I scared him to death. I probably, out. he had to run so hard to keep up with me. I know, feel bad for the fox. What about for me? <laughs> And some of you out there need to realize, enemy, you lose in the end. We're going to bury you in the end. I'm going to be victorious in the end. You might be all raw, but my God is like raw. And I don't have to be, why am I scared of the fox? The fox is so small. If I went back and thought about it, I could have just punted the fox all the way across the street. And so many times in life, when the enemy seems to flex on us, we get scared and we get afraid. But the enemy, like that fox, has no power over you, can't do anything over you. And when I flex back at the enemy and say, you know what, I'm here to stay. I'm going to go ahead and crush your head with my heel. I'm going to be an enemy into your side. Anytime you try to do something against my life, my life just seems to get better. My life seems to go higher. You might as well leave me alone because victory is in my place. Come on, somebody in this house. In the end, I win. In the end, it's a promotion. In the end, it's a better job. In the end, it's relationships. In the end, it's restoration. In the end, it's victory. In the end, it's peace. In the end, it's joy. In the end, it's happiness. In the end, no matter where our end is when we die at 120 years old, how many people know Paul even said, even when I die, I still win, enemy. You don't win whether I'm here or whether I die, no matter what happens. I win. It's in the bag. Go with me to Matthew uh, chapter 6 today. Actually, at Matthew 12, 35. Today's title of the sermon is called Christmas in July. You see all of our bags that we have. It's in the bag. Now, this uh, Matthew, this scripture that I use, I've taught out of it uh, before. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Let's read this together. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasures brings forth evil things. What Jesus is saying here is what's in you is going to come out of you. If I put good stuff in, then good stuff's going to come out. If I allow bad stuff to get in, bad stuff comes out. Remember, the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence because everything in life springs out of my heart. What's in me begins to change the people and the circumstances and stuff around me. Now, I've taught this times before, kind of change the inside so it changes what you get. And I'm not saying that's bad, that, that was great, it was fine, but maybe I've matured as a pastor because I want to change that because life's not about what I get, but life is about what I give. And if I change it, I want to go down this line of thought. If I change what's inside of me, then I change the experiences that people get to have around me. If what's in me, if I put it, what's in me, comes out of me in my relationships, It changes what they're experiencing. If I have good stuff in me, then good relationships come out of that. If I have negative and bad, right, I have all the hurtful things. I go to work and I don't like my boss. I don't like Ted. I I don't like all the people around. Then the way they experience me isn't the way that God wants them to experience me. But if I can learn to put the right stuff in, put the right stuff in me, everything changes. Number one, write this down. We forgot this in the beginning. I want to get that. Number one, we win. That's from in the bag. Number two. Number two is, what I put in the bag is what I give out. Whatever you put in the bag is going to come out, into your day, into your week, into your relationships. If I put negative in, if I put harshness in, right? Teenagers out there, millennials, you put about all the things that your parents don't do and what you don't have, and how come they do this, and they're always on top and nagging. You put that in, then when you get around them, you wonder why it's always a battle, and it's always stress, it's always anxiety. It wasn't because they're bad people, because they're good people. It's because of what you allowed to get in you comes out of you when you get into their world, right? For your spouses, boyfriend, girlfriends, your friendships, your boss. As you put stuff in, when you get around them, it comes out. So what if we just put good stuff in? What if in the bag we only let the good things get in there and now when I get around you I only allow the good things to get out? It changes everything. That relationship that was hard, that relationship that you're just always fighting and always battling. But now I got good thoughts and good feelings on the inside and I get around you and what used to be a battle now becomes an enjoyable time. I change your experience and now it begins to change what I experience in my life. Savvy, when she was young, we kind of noticed that she took death, in a sense, really harder than, than, than most should. It was, it was pretty aggressive. for. Like When she was like three, we found her in her bedroom, she was crying, and we're like, what's going on, baby? And, uh, and she goes, you know, I just miss great-grandma so much. And I'm like, but you met great-grandma when you were just under one years old. You don't even remember? She's like, I know, I don't remember, but I just miss her so much. And you're kind of like, okay, well, that's, okay, baby. But she's gone. I, we were at my mom's house, and Savvy was about four years old. We were uh, staying a month there while we were getting our house ready. And I was eating breakfast, and Savvy was right next to me, and she was eating breakfast. And my mom comes in, and she's like, ugh, kind of stretching like that. And we're like, what's wrong? She goes, "Ah, my back is hurting. I go, well, let's, let's pray over it. And Savvy, without even looking up, goes, what does it matter? She's going to die anyway. <laughs> She goes, yeah, you're going to die. Grandpa's going to die. We're all going to die, Dad. We're all going to (laughs) die. And what I didn't realize is just moments before in the other room, she had had a meltdown with my mom because my mom had spilled the beans that one day, a long time from now, grandma's going to die. I'm going to go on to heaven. And it it just emotionally broke her. She didn't know what to do with it, that grandma was going to leave a long time from now. And so now it doesn't matter. We're all going to die. So... A few years later, we bought a kitty because, you know, I felt I didn't have enough stress in my life. I didn't have enough things sucking up my money and my time that I needed more. Life was getting too easy. I'm like, we got to challenge ourselves now by getting a kitty cat. And so we bought a a kitty, and within the first week, we we had to put the kitty down because I I was busy. And so I'm teasing. That's a joke. That's no, a joke. <laughs> no, after about five hundred, like the kitty got sick, and so after about five hundred dollars worth of vet bills, uh, you know, the vet was like, "Yeah, we got to put the kitty down." Well, I'm talking to Holly. I'm like, "She won't come back from this. Savvy is not going to be good with this at all. No, we can't. We can't. We got to have a plan. We got to figure something out." And I'm like, "You know what? What if we acted like we never had a cat? Wouldn't that be a great thing? <laughs> like if we stuck together on this one, right?" Savvy comes in, she's like, where's the kitty? We're like, what kitty? We've never had a kitty. No, 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 where's the kitty? Honey, are you dreaming again? Are you all right? Are you feeling good? We've never had a cat. But Holly didn't really like that idea, so... We decided that we, you know, we got into the Word, we began to pray, and we got a God idea, we thought, and we thought the best thing to do was to lie to her. And so we decided we would... We would tell her that the, the kitty went to a special farm and uh, where there's doctors there, and the, kitty, the kitty's going to be happy and playful. And then, you know, as we're telling her this, she's like, so, you know, when's the kitty coming home? And I'm like, well, honey, the kitty, you know, the kitty's going to stay on the The kitty bought the farm, by the way. And so the, <laughs> and the kitty's going to be on, you know, the farm for... Forever, and it was still, you know, hard for her. And we're gonna pause the kitty story. We'll come back because it's a longer story for part two. All right. So number two, we said this: uh, what I put in the bag is what I give out. What if you put in is gonna come out? Uh, Holly has been epic our whole life about presents and gifts. She doesn't expect much. I try and give her great gifts and presents, and and she's always thankful. And it's, you know, she's about get it for the kids or for you. She's a huge giver, but on am one Christmas, you know, for a whole year after Christmas. I'm like, you know what? I want to rock her world. I do. I want to rock her world. And so I'm like, I've got to listen. I've got to watch. I've got to figure out what she loves and what she likes so I can just surprise her and get her something epic. And uh, I'm listening and watching. And sometime around family pictures, I realized she would love a great camera. I'm a hillbilly, I buy cheap stuff. She's working with the cheap things that I got her. And you know it would be special if I just got her a really good camera so she could do what she really enjoys. And so I researched it out for hours and hours and to find out exactly what would be the perfect camera, do the perfect things for her, asking questions, finally found it. Then I began to save for the next four months and put money away. And then I ordered it and got it in. I got a great deal on it. Got a ton of special goodies with it. God got me a great price. I got it in. Now it's a couple days before Christmas. And so I go down to the Walmart and I look around at the bags because I got to wrap it. And I'm a man and I love this. These are the greatest inventions in the world, are they not? And I went, oh, there you go, a red one, red tissue. We're done. I go home. I put the camera in the bag. I put the tissue in the bag. And then Christmas Day, here we go and present it. And it was an epic experience. It surprised her. She was so excited. It was joy because it's always better to give than to receive. My question to you today, where did I put the time? Was the time on the bag or what I put in the bag? What's the most important? The most important time, 99% of my time was, and resources was all about what I put into the bag, right? The bag was just something, something little. But what kind of culture do we live in today? Today's culture is all about the bag that everything and my energy and my time and my resources is all about making the bag look amazing. But we don't spend much time on what we put in the bag. But what's in the bag is what's going to give me a great, happy, amazing life. The bag isn't going to give you anything. Come on, somebody out there. Hollywood's got all the bags that are looking hot. Right? They've pumped it up, injected it. They've done all the things that they can to make the bag as hot as it can be. Yeah, there's no happiness, there's no joy, there's not marriages that are making it. They need another drink, they need some more drugs, they have depression, right? Because the bag isn't going to give you a great life. What's going to give us a great life is what I put in the bag. We think so much, right? We get into the, our whole world is about the bag. America, I go through the magazines and look at the bag, how to make your bag look better, how to lose 35 pounds on your bag. These are all the things that I'm doing, and I'm trying to make the bag look better, but what about making the inside better? Right? I want to eat for my bag, but are you really eating the Word of God to get the inside of you all built up and healthy as the outside that you're working on? It's great that i got to do my hair and get all the hair and those things all looking great. Now, here, And let me say this. I'm not saying the bag's not important. I don't want an ugly church. Can I get an amen out there? Right? Not, I don't want you all showing up next week, no makeup or anything else. I'm just saying. What if we spent the same amount of time on what's in the bag as we spend on the bag. We even got these, uh, people are worried about what, what am I going to look like in 20 years from now. They got this new, have you seen this face app program, right? You, they, you put it in, you can see what you're going to look like in 20 years. Me and Holly, I had this done for me and Holly. Here's, here's how it came out. I don't know if you like it or not. Throw that up for me. So that's what I'm going to look like in 20 years. It's a, it's a downgrade, but I think I can live with it. You know what I'm saying? i backwards a little bit. It's not, what's in, it's not the bag, it's what's in the bag. Number three, write down this. What's in the bag is way, somebody say way, way. more important than the bag. Some of you singles out there, I remember the, the single life many, many years ago. And what is really, you can say whatever you want, but ultimately people are looking for the bag, you want the perfect bag, you want the hottest bag, the most amazing bag. And even us, when we go out, I gotta make sure the bag is looking smoke, I gotta make the bag is looking good. And it's great that you spent all the time on the bag, but then when you finally got another bag, the two of you have nothing on the inside to make a great relationship. How many people know that a great bag doesn't make a great marriage or a great relationship? Come on, you went looking for the bag. And as soon as you got the bag on a date, you had to spend some of your swag, right, so you could go and brag about your bag. And then you got married to the bag, and now you're 10 years in, and all of a sudden, the bag, you find out it's a nag and a hag. And it's a big old drag because everything's starting to sag, and you want to gag. Because you made everything about the stupid bag. But what if we were different and instead of the bag, we're about what's inside the bag? How many people know that the bag is easy to fix? You could take an old nasty bag and bedazzle it and make an amazing bag, right? But if you put what's in the bag, you could fix everything on the outside of the bag. Did you know that? She's got a mustache, shave it off. It's not a hard thing to do. <laughs> the bag is easy to fix. But what's in the bag, what's in the bag takes some work. And what if we spent the same amount of time? See, we get up in the morning and the bag is on our mind. Okay, I got to go work out the bag. I got to make the bag. Okay, am I going to listen to like a wake up on my pod, you know, or a good podcast of Joel's? No, I just want to relax with the music. So I'm going to go work out the bag and not do anything for what's in the bag. I got to go home and spend two hours getting ready for my day and get the bag all looking good and amazing and awesome. And am I, once again, am I doing anything to put in the bag? And then I got a hair appointment. You know, I can miss church once in a while. It's not a big deal. That's just dealing with what's in the bag. But if I have a hair appointment, I will move heaven and earth to make sure that I don't miss my hair appointment because the bag is turning gray, and I don't want the bag to be gray. And if I'm redheaded, i got to be a blonde. If I'm a blonde, i got to be a brunette. If I'm a brunette, I want to be a redhead. I've got to constantly be changing the bag and keeping up with the bag, and everything's about the bag. And yet we're still not happy. We still don't have any peace. But what if we spent the same amount of time on in the bag as we spend on the bag? So while I'm working out, I got my wake-up going on. While I'm getting ready, I got some Joel Osteen going on. I got some Scotty podcast going on. I'm working on what's going on. I'm driving. I'm all about putting stuff in the bag. And I find out that all of a sudden, because I made what's in the bag important, by the end of the week, man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling better. By the end of the year, man, life seems to be flowing and doing great. And my bag looks good. My inside the bag looks good. Everything begins to look good because I made in the bag a priority. I made it important of what was going in the bag. All right, so what's in the bag is important. Now, here's my question to you all. Go with me to Proverbs 3, 1 through 4. You know, wherever I go in life, I give Scotty, I give a bag to people. I see people all the time, hey, Starbucks worker, here you go, I have a present for you. Hey, Holly, hey, kids. I'm constantly giving what's in me comes out of me. My question to you today is when you're putting a gift together for somebody, how much of this would you put in? I'm just being honest, just how much? Like if you were putting a real nice gift, I was going to give Dion something, ballpark me on how much of this would be acceptable to put in here? Just a little shade, just a little. I want to sprinkle a little bit in there. I want to put none. But then why is it when we think about other people, when we process our thoughts, we seem to put a little bit of this on the inside of the bag and then we get around them and we wonder why the conversation stinks up the whole thing. We wonder why the relationship isn't where we think that it needs to be. Because if I wouldn't put this in a present, then why in the world would I allow one, just one negative to get on the inside of me? Everything I put in is going to come out. What if we were a church that says, you know what, I'm not going to put any of that in. Instead, I'm going to go ahead and put some love in. I'm going to put some kindness. See the scripture, throw that up there for me, Miss Betts. My son, do not forget my teachings, but keep my commandments in your heart, for they will prolong your life for many years and bring you peace and prosperity. That's not the same translation, is it? Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. Oh, I put them. So I put love and faithfulness in my heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and in the sight of man." Here's where our struggles in life happen so many times. It's not the people around us. It's what we allow to be put in the bag or in the present of life. What I put in is changing the experience. So let's take a husband-wife relationship. I've been married maybe a dozen years. Wife you know, husband's about to walk out the door. The wife walks by, and the towel's on the floor. And she's like, are you kidding me? You can't take three seconds to put the towel on the hanger for me, right? I do everything around here, and this is what I get. I'm never recognized. Anything that I do is not recognized. He doesn't appreciate what I do. And so by the time you go over to give him a kiss goodbye, even though you, you meant to come over and say, hey, have a good day, but your stuff in your bag just came out, and you're like, are you kidding me? You couldn't pick up the stinking towel? I do everything around here, I'm not your maid, and I gotta pick it up. And then what comes out of him right away? Well, you know what, I work hard too. I do a ton of stuff. I don't know why you gotta nag me and be on top of my back about a stupid towel. It's a dumb towel on the floor. And so now he's driving to work. He's like, I work hard, I work. I, bring, I provide, I put food on the table, everything that I do, and there's you nag me, nag, 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 is all you're gonna do? That's what I gotta deal with all throughout the day. I'm filling up my bag, I'm filling up my bag. And then I come home and the two of us now are gonna present our presents to each other. Here you go. I've been working on this all day, baby. Enjoy this present that I have for you. And then we wonder why it was another poop night. Can I say the word poop today? Why, why, why it was another night of this. But what if I change what I put in my bag? She comes up. You're about to leave for work, and she's like, "You know, you left the towel on the floor again." And you go, "You know, baby, I am. You work so hard around here. I am so sorry." I'm going to get better about that. I am. I'm going to make it a priority in my life that if it's important to you, some people are clapping. They're like, praise the Lord. Come on, honey. Get that. Amen. That's an amen moment. If it's important to you, I'm going to make it important to me. Here you go. And you're driving to work, and you're like, man, she does a lot. She's a good wife. God surely blessed me. I mean, there's a lot of people that are looking, and I can't believe what God, and so I put this in throughout the day. And even maybe the wife, when she walks by the tile, she's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, that big slob, I love him. He's, he's cute and cuddly, right? Hey, you know, what? he works hard, though. He's a good, he tries. He's a slob, and he, he does, but, you know, he tries. He's trying hard. And he's a man, but he's my man. And God gave me a great man, and so I'm lucky. And so you begin to put this in right throughout the day. You remind yourself of the gift that you're given. And by the time the two of you get together and you exchange gifts, now there's a major difference in the experience that the two of you have with each other. And you know, it's no different than in the dating years. When you're dating, this is what you did. You thought good no matter what, right? He's got food on his face. She's like, oh, he's so cute. He gets food on his face. He's such a cute little slob. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Right? You've been married 10 years. She's like, are you kidding me? You disgust me. Can't even look at you. You're a slob. The only difference is what you allow to be put into the bag. You go into your job and your office and your work, and you're like, well, the boss never appreciates me and never gives me any credit. Nothing goes good. I never did nothing good, right? And then you get Ted on my case all the time, and you get to the office, right? You're like, well, I don't say anything. You know what? You ever have somebody mad at you and they get around you and they don't tell you they're mad? You can tell right away because what's in them comes out of them. Everybody in the office can tell that you ain't liking your job, and you don't like the boss, you don't like anything, because this is all that you are filling your bag up with, and you wonder why your job is such a miserable place. But what if you said, you know what? God's goodness is for me. If God's for me, I don't care what boss is against me. I'm going to do what I can do. I'm going to do all things under Christ. I'm going to think nothing but good about my boss, about my coworkers, right? I know that Sally, she can be a hag sometimes, but maybe she's got a hurt in life. Maybe I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe I'll be the only Jesus Christ that she sees this week. I'm going to be nothing but love. I'm going to be nothing but kindness. I'm going to present to everybody in my world a gift of faithfulness and love and of joy and see that the difference that it makes in the lives around me. Folks, you are giving presence to everybody in your worlds. If you want to create an amazing experience of life, what if The only thing you wrap up is God's goodness. What if the only thing that you put in is God's love and His tender mercies? What if you only put grace in? What if you only put peace in? What if this is the only thing that you did? Try it for one week. Wrap up peace and joy and happiness. Think only about the good. Fill your heart up. Fill the inside of you up with God's love. And see the difference that not just it makes... But the difference you're able to make in the lives that are around you, the impact that it has on your relationship, the impact it has on your job, the impact it has on your life. Because I said, you know what? It's in the bag, and what's in the bag is create my future. I'm only going to put God's best in my bag. I'm only going to put God's love in my bag. I'm only come on, I'm only going to put His tender mercies in my bag. And I'm going to close with this last point that, that you give to yourself. You know, you look in the mirror. Do you put good things in about yourself? Ooh, I love myself. I love my Scotty. I, yeah, my bag might be smaller than most bags, but it's a perfect size bag. I love everything about me, right? Because you spend all of your time with you. But what about this point? What about God? How many times as Christians we go, God, where are you at? God, how come you're not around? God, why you let this happen? Why do you let that happen? And you're offering a Cain sacrifice to God. It's not what God wants. What does God want? God wants your love. He wants your praise. So what if we start tomorrow, start today, and the only thing that I put in my bag that I can present to God is a praise? What if I'm like David? Read the Psalms no matter what his life was like. He's like, God, I will praise you my whole life. God, I will praise you till I don't have another breath. I will fill my heart with your praises, my soul with your praises. You are a good God. You are a great God. You are my redeemer. You are my love. You are my everything. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. God, my enemy is all around me, but you are in me. You are my victory. You are my joy. You are my fulfillment. You are my love. You are my, you're my win. Come on, church, you're my win. Somebody get up on your feet today and say, God, you are my win. You're my everything. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. God, you loved me before you even, I even existed. God, you love the good. You love the bad. You love everything. And the only thing that I will put in my heart about my God is how awesome my God is, how amazing my God is. I will rejoice in the Lord in all things. What a difference your life will be.
1: Well, thanks for watching. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you've been away from the Lord for a little while, and you know that it's time to get your heart back with the Lord, I just want to pray with you. If you'll repeat after me, dear Father God, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you're the Son of God who died for my sins and rose from the dead. Be my Lord and Savior, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you said that prayer, your eternity is secure. Your Father God is your Father. You're a child of the King, and you are settled in the kingdom of God. Make sure you find a good local church and get planted deep you need to get around the right kind of people in your life and then every day you can watch the wake up daily bible
0: study we have number one uh daily bible study on youtube go to youtube type in daily bible study we come up we have a scripture for the day we pray over your day and we kind of take the message from today and we just have fun with it and we go a little bit
1: farther with it. Yeah, you're going to enjoy that. This is called The Happy and Married Book. You know, too many people are just surviving their marriages. They're just getting by. They're wondering, can I make it another week? And I see a lot of material out there about how to get through. You know, marriage is work, people say. Marriage doesn't have to be like that. God designed marriage to be a great pleasure, to bring happiness into your life, fulfillment and strength book. You can get this on Amazon. I encourage you if you're married or if you're thinking of getting married, you should pick this up and find out how to have a happy and marriage life.
0: Don't forget to partner with us. If God puts it on your heart, allow us to take this word all over the world. And we need partners just like you who want to make a difference in this world. This message of life and hope needs to hit all the corners of the earth. And so we encourage you to go to wakeuptv.tv and to partner with us. All right. God bless you. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.